the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I almost forgot it was hump hump day, babies. And boy, what a hump we got to get over tonight. There's a big old debate happening in Wisconsin tonight. Are y'all going to be watching that? I can tell y'all I'm not. For number one, I'm doing my own show here, and I kind of like to pay attention to me. (laughs) And then also because, well, for a variety of reasons, which we will get into shortly. So we've got that to to talk about tonight. Those who are going to be watching, why they're not going to be watching, are they going to be watching a different type of debate, some different type of content over on X instead of on a certain X network that a lot of people don't watch anymore? Or are they going to tune out entirely because not only is Donald Trump not on the stage tonight, but Larry Elder has been officially denied the stage tonight, which is absolutely an abomination by the GOP. Our dear friend Tom DeBacar will be here after the first break to weigh in on the debate tonight. He knows a thing or two about debates because he happened to crush Kamala Harris back when they were both running for the Senate. But for the jungle primary, we would have had Senator Tom DeBacaro. So he'll be here to rap about that. Some mugshots were released today. This is not the United States of America. When we see America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani and others, as, as he put it, probably the greatest prosecutor we've ever had in the United States of America, the king of the RICO statute lawsuits, the dude who brought down organized crime, actually had his mugshot taken today, along with other attorneys, and their crime, lawyering. That's really the if if any of these D listers or G listers, I think it was that uh, that disgusting, repulsive Kathy Griffin had a show Life on the D list. If any of these D listers tonight actually want to try to win over any MAGA, they might want to start with actually at least doing a good job of pretending that they care about the weaponized deep state, because that is my numero uno issue. We've also got a special friend in studio with us tonight. Because I've got an announcement to make in a little bit, so stay tuned for that. 888-344-1170 is the live call-in number. I want to hear from you. I already put it out on the socials, uh, who was going to be watching, if you, if you were going to be watching the debate, and why or why not, if you want to weigh in on that, 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, i got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. Do you think Tom Del Beccaro would have been allowed as senator without the fishing pictures that are buried somewhere? No. 
No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he withheld those pictures because he thought that that was going to officially destroy him. It was the jungle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what Tom has to say about this debate tonight. Uh, I know he's going to be watching because he does. Uh, he gets published on uh, Fox News all the time. Don't hold that against him. He gets published on uh, Fox News quite a bit, and he will be watching tonight. I'm interested in getting his take on what these people need to do in order to, who do they need to win over, what their strategy should be for tonight. Um, when they're supposed to, a debate is supposed to be among the participants, but we know that really who they're trying to knock out is the numero uno dude who's not even on the stage, Skins. Well, that and, you know, plus, honestly, I mean, is it too harsh, Andrea? I personally don't care since the qualifications were met by Larry Elder, but they still didn't allow him to debate. So I don't care. Right. I don't care. You're right. Uh, I wasn't going to watch anyway. I would have watched if they had put Larry on the stage. And the reason why I would have watched if they had put Larry on the stage is for the reasons why they denied him. And the reason is because Larry Elder is an America first candidate. See, MAGA is about a movement, not a man. And they don't want that MAGA message on stage. And they certainly don't want it from a, from an African-American man who's going to be up there being being as much being more MAGA than Ron DeSantis. Okay, Trump aside, they don't want him on stage. The same reason the Democrats refuse to debate RFK Jr. Absolutely. And everybody should be outraged by this. I'm really disappointed with the conservative outlets today that we're not even mentioning Larry Elder. All day today, we had to hear about this Larry Borgum guy who is, I don't even know what state he's governor of. I don't care if he twisted his ankle playing basketball. What was he doing showing a pre-debate basketball game anyway? You know, I mean, it was Dukakis in a tank. I don't care about that. I don't know who this guy is. And he, how is it to some no-name governor managed to magically qualify for these debates, but Larry Elder didn't? Well, this guy, first of all, Larry legitimately qualified. He legitimate that one of the qualifications was 40,000 donors. I, I hate to be repeating myself, but you guys need to be hearing this because what's happening tonight in Wisconsin at this debate is a rigged, a rigged primary election, not by the Democrats, not by Joe Biden. They set qualifications the the Republican Party did, and Larry met them. He met them. Borgum didn't. If the idea is of 40,000 independent small-time donors is meant to show that somebody's got organic support across the country, it's not organic when the only way you got those 40,000 people is because if they gave you a dollar, you gave them a $20 gift card back. You know, know, I could go up and down Skid Row offering, you know, $20 gift cards, and how many people would be signing up for me to be POTUS, Okay. Especially if I threw in some gummies along the way with it. Now, I actually think it's ingenious because if you are a no-name person, how are you going to get on the stage? How are you going to be able to reach the people when you need to be at that debate? But the problem is, is that he illegitimately got there. And all day I had to hear about his poor ankle or Achilles or whatever it was, um, like he was some kind of war hero, like he was Pat Tillman. Well, Meanwhile, think about it like this, Andrea, the reason they don't want Larry there, I look at it like this, because if somehow, some way Trump is eliminated and not allowed to be president or run for president, they know that Larry stands a really strong chance at being the leader. Well, they also know that he's got a chance of being VP on the VP that ticket. Too. And what does that do for, for, for a Trump ticket if he's got, if skyrockets he's got, it. skyrockets it. 
at, at, at somebody who checks the identity uh, uh, boxes and 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 he doesn't just check a box because of his skin color he checks it he he has that qualification but his real qualifications have to do with intellect his experience and and his agenda especially on the social issues man he's smart Absolutely. So, I, you know, I th- but but I got to go ahead and bring my man Riley in here. He's chomping at the bit. Riley McBride, I got it from a podcaster from One American News. I got to get your take on this. Uh, what do they what do the D-listers have to do tonight to win over anybody when the numero uno dude isn't even on the stage? I think the smartest thing for any one of them to do would be to back out and immediately throw your support behind Trump. I think that's honestly the smartest thing that any one of them could do because, like you said, these these people aren't relevant. They're turning off large swaths of the base. People are already pretty cold on Fox considering that they're going woke and they have their own agenda that includes DEI-related stuff and other things related to gender and transitions and having a safe and secure workplace. So we're already not, you know, I don't think that most MAGA people are going to tune in. I think the Republican base largely is not interested in seeing this debate, especially for the Larry stuff because... Look, if they can do it to Larry, they can do it to anybody. And that's the problem is they keep overriding the will of the people. Trump is popular because the people want him. And instead of giving the people what they want, they say, no, we're going to give you just the exact opposite to spite you. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 it, it is spiteful. They resent us. Yeah, they well, and they and it's not it's it's us, it's our values, it's our movement, and it's the fact that we don't really need them. I mean, Trump created a movement around ideas, around one man. It's very grassroots and bottom up. This was not some manufactured project from some megalomaniac donors like you know George Soros, who have a whole plan to completely re envision society and dismantle all the institutions and rebuild God's world and man's image. Like this, there's no ideologues behind this it's families it's workers it's veterans it's people in the middle working class and i don't understand why it's so popular to dunk on middle america and hard-working mm-hmm. people but you see that song like with oliver anthony who just released another song and it's yeah. like he's touching the same nerve that trump is touching and yes. for some reason the people on the stage they just do not understand that but Larry Elder does and yes. that makes him very dangerous because he's powerful he can change minds he can mobilize voters to the ballot box he can get those energetic Trump rallies up to the next level yes. and i don't even know what that would look like but i bet it would be so it would yeah i mean there's a lot of people in maga world that want Carrie Lake on the vp ticket um i see i see Larry Elder as putting the Trump Trump ticket over the absolute Top. One of the, the things that Trump was, and this may sound counterintuitive, but I actually think that the uniparty system wants the African American vote to stay on the Democrats because that's that, that's the only explanation I, w- I I can have besides the Republican Party intentionally keeping out a strong African American voice when Trump actually got more African American votes, he was peeling them away. And why, why would they not want to to um, maximize that and capitalize on it? No, it, it, they're, they are rejecting any success from the movement because they want to continue to centralize power to the uniparty. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in Tom DeBacaro, author of the book Divided Era. His uh, era, his articles are everywhere. Uh, famed attorney, former senatorial candidate and experienced debater. And we're going to talk to Tom DeBacaro when we come back. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. A little smooth groove music coming back. Mm-mm-mm. You think things are going? You think there's any smooth groove happening on that debate stage tonight? No. Is there anybody there I want to be watching? Joining us now to discuss is our good friend Tom Del Fisherman. Oh, I mean Tom Del Beccaro, author of wow. the Divided Era. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got to lighten the mood because these are difficult times today. Uh, the, uh, you know, uh, we got to talk about this debate tonight. But when I see America's mayor, when I see the OG of the RICO statutes who took down crime families in a mugshot today, I'm kind of warm, Tom DeBacaro. I'm warm today. That's how angry I am. And I'm also angry at Fox News. But anyway... Um, let's start with the debate. You being the experienced debater, you know how to, you know how to prep for these debates. Even though your years as an attorney in courtrooms and all that, still it's 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 its own skill. And you crushed Kamala. I mean, I'm still I, I can still hear the slaps from that. What? <laughs> Actually, the courtroom helped me. I'm Look, sure. <laughs> so, which is I I watched the openings a lot a lot. Each of them came out actually in their own way. Uh, and, and did well. I, I saw Christian uh, Hutchison, Asa Hutchison, get booed in there when they were introduced. But oh, Asa, who? Got, I forgot he was even. I thought forgot he was yeah, even exactly. going to be there tonight. Go on. And so, what you got to do is you got to come out saying to differentiate yourself, which can be hard to do among eight people. And and I got to give it to him. I think each of them did. <laughs> DeSantis just came out and said, this is where we need to go. Nikki Haley swung at the Republicans like nobody's business. Saying For what? What was her? What too was... much spending. Uh, and she was she came out swinging. Uh, Chris Christie tried to say, I got elected in a blue state, so you can trust me to do something. That's a different angle than the others get to say. <laughs> yeah, but, but, not, but the point is, yeah, I mean, ask me what they need uh, to do and they need to come out and differentiate themselves. Uh, Tim Scott in his opening showed his compassion. Vivek showed his enthusiasm. I think they did had good openings for the debate. Well, if the goal is just to differentiate yourself, okay, I guess that, you know, check, you know, but if the goal is to convince anybody from MAGA that they should vote for these guys, um, does that give you a different lens in terms of them accomplish? I mean, the whole point here is they're trying to win a primary, so, and I hear Chris Christie, I got elected in a blue state. The only, you know, uh, yeah, and he showed it. He showed why he got elected in a blue state. Uh, because of, uh, it, you know, I, I don't even want to fly over New Jersey after the damage he did. And of course, anybody who flew over happened and happened to see him on the beach that day that he had, that he had cleared it, regretted it. Um, so how do they not only differentiate themselves from the other people on the stage, but how do they convince MAGA voters to vote for them? How do they convince the Republicans that have already left the party because they're, they're sick to death of, of how, uh, Donald Trump and MAGA has been treated? Um, how do they win over independence? That's a, that, cause that's a wide variety of people. Yeah, the answer to that question is they, uh, and I've said this from the beginning, any one of these people who wants to be president one day cannot do it by alienating mm-hmm. MAGA voters. <clears throat> they can tell MAGA voters I have a better way, but re- re- the loyalty towards Trump is unusual, to say the least, as a historical matter. And 
by bashing Trump, they don't really they're not going to get anywhere. It's one of the reasons why DeSantis has been stumbling these last two months. Mm -hmm. So if I was debating, I would have come out and said, look, we've been at each other's throats for the last two or three years as a country, maybe more. But we can do better than this. And here is my path for all of us to succeed. And then put out your agenda. And they don't have to do it in an angry fashion. They don't have to sit there and say somebody was wrong. There's a lot of voters who want to hear that across this country. Uh, and they can, I don't mind them saying, hey, look, even the Republican Party has spent too much money. That's, that's why we have inflation. It's time to turn that around. So, I agree with you. Who sets forth a coherent agenda, I think will have a leg up. I think this is a Republican primary. And I think I haven't heard yet. Nikki Haley came out swinging against the Republican Party and it was about spending. When I'm looking at Americans being thrown in gulags and denied their First Amendment rights, when I'm seeing the weaponization criminalizing the practice of law, that they're literally arresting attorneys for doing the same thing that Alan Dershowitz and others did in Bush v. Gore, did any of them come out? And speak to that as a main issue for this country, because nothing matters in this country. If it, you know, if spending doesn't matter to me. If we've, if we have, if we have gone down the rabbit hole of a banana republic. Yeah, I, I get that, uh, and I've said it many times. The, the elections, though, uh, you know, James Carville was not incorrect when he said it's about the economy. And right now, 60% of Americans are losing their savings and are having to make hard choices. Um, By the way, this is what big governments do. They fail miserably. They rob you of your money and rob you of your freedoms all at once. Right. And so, So, exactly. So, see, this is why I wanted you on tonight, because you can actually walk and chew gum. It is not necessary to to have to... Yeah, it's not necessary to pick a side. You can can rail against spending and go, what is behind that? It's it's part of the the communist takeover of this country. And it's about government wanting to secure power. They want to continue to, to, to centralize power into D.C., spend us into oblivion, and they and, and in the course of securing and solidifying their power permanently, they're in the process of de- denying Americans their civil rights, including going to the extent of criminalizing the practice of law. And that's what we're seeing going on with these indictments from a weaponized DOJ and deep state. And if there's somebody up on that stage tonight that can't do what Tom DeBacaro can do, then I'm not voting for them in the primary. <laughs> You're right. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what, what they how they answer those questions that you just raised, because I'm sure they're going to get to the DOJ. Uh, but they can't just say the other side is wrong. Independents that sit in the middle will decide the election in many states, in these battleground states, and they've got to give them a path forward. They can say what you say, that this is the very opposite of what our founders wanted, the very opposite of the purpose of this republic, and we have to retrieve it, and here's my plan. Exactly. Well, yeah, you got first you've got to, it, it's it's a sales pitch, right? Uh, at Xerox, we used to call it the SPIN, and the, it was an acronym because everything was an acronym. There was the situation, the problem, the implication, the needs analysis was solution, right? You had to make people feel the pain in there of why, you know, their copy machine was 
was destroying their business and all the implications from that and what it meant for them. And then you go in with the, with the, with the solution for them in the end. Right. And so it, it's, it should be really simple. Um, and then you got to have charisma at the same time that you're doing it. People buy from people who look like them and that's not a physical attribute. It has to do with somebody that connect with them personally. So let's talk about making a connection. Um, Ron DeSantis is struggling with that for sure. Well, I, I think the reason why he's struggling with it is, is because he's not being himself. He has been convinced by consultants, which is a bad thing if you have a leader who's convinced by consultants, to to be something than, than what is his otherwise strong point. If you meet Ron DeSantis in person, uh, when I first met him, I was impressed by his, the everyday nature about him. But then his consultants have convinced him that he's going to come out swinging against Trump. And he's wait. And that is not people are like, oh, another guy who wants to fight another politician. And that's a bad look for him. And it doesn't help him connect. The reason why Vivek has risen in the polls and a Tim Scott is getting attention because, A, they're actually talking about people's lives and uh, they have a buoyant personality. But when you're always on the attack, that buoyancy is hard to find. Well, you've got to tell people why you, not just why not somebody else. Yeah, it's true. But you've got to talk to them about their world instead of right. making the moniker of your, of your uh, um, campaign hitting another person. And they also have or, to or in the case the of the de- is, or in the case the of DeSantis, only going to cover the hitting, right? Or, it, but excuse me for interrupting. I've only got a minute left. In the case of DeSantis and his D team, literally calling Trump supporters cultists all day long. Uh, that I mean, who who advised him and his team to do that? And when it wasn't working, they're continuing to double down on that. And it's absolutely insane. We have a general election to win on top of the primary. And the, the uh, these consultants and Ron DeSantis, uh, they should have been taking a page from Vivek Ramaswamy or from Larry Elder, right? Or from Tim Scott, who are who are putting out. I mean, you know, Trump's not going after them. They're not they're not attacking Trump. And 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 and, the, and people are saying, well, that v- Vivek is a puppet he's working for trump no he's just smart enough as a business person to realize that that's not how you do a sales campaign and it's disturbing to me because if trump somehow for some reason uh decides to you know i'm I'm done i can't take it anymore i'm sick to death of being on the receiving end of tyranny i'm looking at this list up there and of course i'm sure you're aware uh you being the former chairman emeritus uh of weren't you of the republican party in the state of california that ronna mcdaniel dave bossy and the GOP refused to allow Larry Elder to take the stage when he qualified. Your thought? Yeah, I, I, thirty seconds. When I heard the reason that they didn't like the Rasmussen poll, I had to laugh out loud. Yeah, so we've got a Republican Party rigging an election. Not good, Tom. Well, they're certainly not helping Larry. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for being here, my dear. Thank you for putting up with me. You're always wonderful. All right. Stay tuned. (laughs) When we come back, we might have a little bit from the Trump and Tucker interview, which has already gotten six million views in the last half hour. Stay tuned. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Why are you at the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that. And many people said you shouldn't do them. But you see the polls have come out and I'm leading by 50 and 60 points. And, you know, some of them are at one and zero and uh, two. And I'm saying, do I sit there for an hour or two hours, whatever it's going to be, and uh, get harassed by people that shouldn't even be running for president? Should I be doing that? Uh, and a network that isn't particularly friendly to me, frankly. You know, they, uh, they were backing Ron DeSanctimonious like crazy, and now they've given <laughs> up on him. I mean, he's, it's a lost cause. It reminded me very much of 2016. You know, in 2016, I went through the same stuff and had to fight them all the way. And then they became very friendly after I won or just about when I was winning. But I just felt it would be uh, more appropriate not to do the debate. I don't think it's uh, right to do it. Uh, if you're leading by 50, 60, I have one problem leading by 70 points. And I'm saying, why am I doing it? And I'm going to have... Eight people, 10 people, whoever made the debate, I don't know how many it is, but I'm going to have all these people screaming at me, shouting questions at me, all of which I love answering. I love doing, but it doesn't make sense to do them. So uh, I've taken a pass. Good. I'm glad he did take a pass. I'm glad he took a pass. And I took a pass, too. And one of the reasons why I'm taking a pass from Fox is because Fox News actually sent around from their legal department to uh, different media outlets, including us at Salem Media, saying that uh, we were not allowed to use any audio clips like we just heard right there, that we couldn't use any audio clips or from the debate. Well, we couldn't in no more than three minutes. A two-hour debate of eight people on a stage, and we couldn't pull more than three That's minutes. Nothing. It's it's insane from their legal department. Threatens threaten. So we actually had a powwow here, and it's like, well, you know, why? I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not. We're not gonna play any from it. I'm not gonna watch it. That was meant. They knew without Trump that it was gonna be a snooze fest, and people weren't gonna want to watch. And so that was a way to try to force eyeballs onto it through media outlets being forced to watch it. And I'm not going to. Speaking of watching, though, uh, as of now, forty minutes. It's in uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, 6.3 million views. And what did they say, uh, Andrea, he wasn't wasn't relevant? Yeah. No, nobody was going to be watching Tucker. So um, I'm sure you're going to have some more clips for us. Um, uh, um, I want to I want to shift gears back. Of course, Riley is still in with us uh, in in the studio with us, and and I want to shift gears because I think that it, you know I don't have a problem with other people wanting to run for president. I, I actually kind of like it. I think at this point, I'm torn because I like the marketplace of ideas. I liked it. I I, I felt like it would have been good for Trump to have to debate these people if it would be an honest debate, not just Fox News trying to use him in, in order to try to to give themselves eyeballs uh, to then uh, try to sabotage him in order to prop up because clearly they're trying to keep Larry Elder off the stage because Fox News and the Republican Party want to destroy MAGA. They want an establishment candidate to come forward and and I'm not going to reward that. Um, on the same token, uh, it, it, any any of those people that I do like, I do like competition and I do, I, I would have liked to have Trump to be challenged a little bit 
Um, and I'd like to hear ideas of how, because back when Trump was running in 2016, one of the things that propelled him to victory was people said, well, we don't believe that you're a true conservative. And he said, okay, let me prove to you. I, and this piggybacks off to what Tom Dell had to say in terms of a plan. He says, I'm going to give you a list of names of Supreme Court nominees, and I promise you I'm going to pick from those Supreme Court nominees, and he did. And what that did for this country has been tremendous. And they were going to stand there and attack him tonight? No. They're going to stand there and attack him tonight when he has to turn himself in tomorrow for yet another indictment when he's done nothing, absolutely nothing wrong. For Nikki Haley to come out swinging, the swinging needs to be from each one of these people against the system. I, not against Trump. And let me give you an example of why. Here is uh, what Rudy Giuliani had to say today as America's mayor. You know how the, 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 everybody likes to use hashtag never forget? You tell me this country hasn't forgotten when they have dragged Rudy Giuliani, who before being America's mayor, who led this country miraculously the way he did after 9-11. And he went to every funeral, by the way. And this was a man that took down organized crime, cleaned, cleaned up, the up filth- that city, cleaned up the filthy streets of New York City. And he was dragged into a courthouse today in Fulton County, Georgia, by a bunch of bubbas. That's the crime. That's the and, and every one of them on that stage tonight should have been saying what Rudy Giuliani had to say today. Let's begin with clip five. I don't know if I plead today, but if I do, I plead not guilty and I get photographed. Isn't that nice? They. A mugshot for the man who probably put the worst criminals of the 20th century in jail. You find a prosecutor who has a better record of mine in the last hundred years. I bet you don't. Or a mayor. And they're, gonna, they're going to they're gonna degrade themselves by doing a mugshot of me. Like, people will recognize me. And now, of course, they can fingerprint me, but I've been fingerprinted 150 times. So This will turn out exactly like the FBI search turned out. They're lying. I'm telling the truth. They're destroying my right to counsel, my right to be a lawyer. They're destroying his right to counsel. It's not accidental that they've indicted all his lawyers. Never heard of that before in America. Now they've indicted people in this case. I don't even know who they are. These are just regular people making a normal living. They're going to bankrupt them. They won't convict them. Quite frankly, this is the biggest problem I think we're facing in this country today. Your thoughts, Riley McBride? Absolutely it is. They are turning... They, the establishment, there's a lot of different names for what's going on. And I want to be clear that there's a lot of people who are implicated in these sorts of plots and plans, but that's what it is. It's a full on textbook definition of a conspiracy. This is happening right as the election's coming along. It's targeting, they're, they're targeting Trump, his associates, people like Dr. John Eastman, who've broken no mm. laws, who've done nothing wrong, simply because they can find partisan grand juries in places like Fulton County mm-hmm. to say, yeah, we think you have enough to indict, so go ahead. But also, you showed the indictments online before you yeah. could even call us in for a vote. So the regime is telling us what to do. So this is what we're going to do. Um, and it's it's really speaks to the fact that there's this juxtaposition between the swamp, which is incredibly unserious. They don't really care about the American people. They don't care about saving this democracy. Mm. They don't care about our Constitution. And Trump. And you see the same thing with this debate. Yeah. Okay, Trump is a serious power player who stands by the things that he says. He's a man of his word. He's not playing games. He will lose money. He will take heat from the media. He will let people slander his reputation and and assassinate his character baselessly, but he's still going to be there in the front lines Mm -hmm. fighting for as long as he physically can. And the same with Giuliani. And if a small group of people 
who are actually just loyal and also who've committed no crimes. No. That's the thing. We're, we're slipping into a banana republic, and I don't want to say it's you know another example of a, you know, a double standard in, in the justice system because this isn't a double standard. This is about the uniparty establishment asserting a completely new country. They yes. are taking this country over, yeah. and they are bringing in new hierarchies of power, and anybody who supports Trump is at the bottom of the hierarchy to be commanded, to be hold, yeah. held unjustly in pretrial detention for two years or longer to have their rights taken from them this is about sending a message to the american people there is a new sheriff in town and you're not gonna like him and even if you do we'll come to your house we'll find you we'll have an fbi agent show up at your door or an irs agent show up at your door and start digging into your life we will squeeze you as hard as we can because we were able to we can get away with it i'm glad you mentioned that because that's what he said in this next clip and this is why uh they they anybody who's wanting to to run for president in the republican party needs to say exactly what you just said they need to identify the problem of this weaponized government this is not about trump that's why desantis has never i i've been saying for two years i got to hear where he stands on the deep state and every indictment he blamed trump for it minimized it uh everybody on that stage on that stage tonight is acting as though this is just about Trump instead of all of us. But here's what Rudy Giuliani had to say today. Clip four. Do I what? Do you regret attaching your name to the former president? (laughs) I am very, very honored uh, to be involved in this case because this case is a fight for our way of life. This, this This indictment is a travesty. It's an attack on not just me, not just President Trump, not just a people in this indictment, some of whom I don't even know. This is an attack on the American people. If this could happen to me, who is probably the most prolific prosecutor, maybe in American history, and the most effective mayor for sure, it can happen to you. That's right. Oh, 100%. And it's so frustrating to see people basically side with the deep state yeah because that that's what's happening is there, there are some people i don't want to say it's cowardice or maybe i don't know what's in ron DeSantis's heart and the same thing for honestly everybody up there i like vivek i think he's got good ideas we need to be throwing all of our support right now behind donald trump because he is a true american patriot who's dedicated to the cause and he's basically taking the bullet for us yes they're trying to make him like a sacrificial lamb yes and it's absolutely it's really horrifying. And they, they're thinking if they can break him, that maybe will be broken. This is about trying to break the backs and the will of MAGA, which is a movement that needs to exist, whether or not Donald Trump does. And it will be here long after. Yes. Yeah, this is an etern- This is moving forward. This is a whole new playbook because we're in uncharted waters right now. Uncharted Absolutely. territory. We're talking to uh, Riley McBride here. He's in studio with us. This is the Andrea Kasia. We'll be right back. We've got more to talk about on the other side of the break. We might even have another clip or two from the Trump Tucker debate or interview tonight. So stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show, on The Answer San Diego. <laughs> I called it this morning, by the way. <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. <laughs> I said you couldn't get through this. <laughs> I thought I would I mean, have all funny. my gig- my giggles out. <laughs> Okay, there's this article. Okay, now my giggles are out. I'll save it for later because I don't want to giggle through it. I've got one more segment here with Riley McBride. 
Oh my gosh, it was just an accident, but it was it just got me so tickled. Okay, I'm starting to lose it. You know, I I, I need to I need to ha- I, I'm taking tomorrow and Friday night off, y'all. I'm going away on vacation, as you can tell. I need it. <laughs> anyway, I can't even look at Riley. I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to get serious. We're actually going to shift gears. We're going to stop talking about the debate Una Momento because we've got some serious business happening still going on over in Hawaii and Maui. So I see this article today, Riley, that there was – I had wondered when it first came out and I saw the images of these cars all lined up, burnt to a crisp. And I'm like – and I thought it – I mean, I'm familiar with people getting stuck from hurricanes trying to get out – but they're all burnt. How did that happen? And then I saw today an article that the only paved road out had a barricade up and the people that went around the barricade lived and those that didn't burnt to death. Your thoughts? What happened? I've, we've seen this before. We, we saw this in uh, not the same thing, but we saw this in the city of Paradise, California, where you had people roasting alive in their cars because yeah. they were unable to get through the same the same hurdle, basically. One way in, one way out. The authorities know this, but they decided not to sound the alarm system, wow. and they decided not to tell people and not to release water until it's too late, and they didn't have any evacuation backup plan for one of the worst scandals and wildfire disasters in the history of this country, you have no backup plans in place at all to airlift people or to take people out on boats or to take people out on four wheelers or whatever it takes because these are yeah. precious human lives. And it turns out that people lost loved ones in buildings they thought had been cleared out mm-hmm. because the same people that told them, told them, you know, the barricades are there for a reason. Just trust us. Yeah. Said the exact same thing to grieving families who would thought everybody was out of the building because that's what they were told, only to find out later it was it was false. Yeah. So I don't know what caught was the barricade a down power line or uh, or because uh, uh, that's a that's a natural barricade or was it the government set something up to stop the roads. My understanding is that it was a natural barricade. Uh, I'm not sure if the government set something. And the people that just decided, I'm going to go around this, lived. It, it, one of the things that it's important that uh, we're, we're too compliant as a nation and as a citizenry. I, never again will anybody with a box cutter be able to make 200 people on a plane be submissive to them like happened on 9-11. And when you are stuck and there's a fire coming towards you, Go around. But there should have been, there were people that ended up dying from hypothermia in the water, even though the water over there is like bath water, because even though there's a Navy uh, over on Honolulu, they didn't have any boats to come get anybody out of the water. Right. And, and that speaks to, again, it, it, look, it, it's part of a, and we've seen this with almost every facet of the Biden administration and lots of these other progressive types who are definitely running Hawaii. They voted for Biden overwhelmingly, and they're run by, by a lot of progressive leaders who say that we should have conversations about water, but we shouldn't use it to save people's lives. So the thing is, there's just a sense of complete unpreparedness yeah. when you look at this government. That's a big part of my problem with the government is the fact that they're just not effective. Even their emergency plans don't seem to be worth their own salt when the emergency actually right. happens. And that's when it matters most because it's a life and death situation. You're playing with people's lives and then you expect us to just forget about it, move on, compare it to your 1967 Corvette. I mean, yeah, I love was- a good Corvette, but are you kidding yeah, me? Was- like. It- you go on vacation, not once, but twice. 
your initial gut response to that is no comment. Who cares? The same thing that the people in East Palestine, Ohio got. We don't care about your crisis because it's not politically expedient to me, which is already sick and depraved as it is. But then on top of that, you start making jokes about how the ground is hot. Has, has anybody told you guys, have you noticed the fires back there? Ha ha. Like, who do you Demented. think that you are? Who do Demented. you think that you're talking to? And why are you re-traumatizing these victims? Why? Because he's a, he's a narcissistic, disgusting, without any empathy, without any soul, ex, human uh, piece of human excrement is 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 the, is the nicest way that I can put it about him. And if he were a Republican, what would the legacy media be doing today? And where's the Republican Party? I don't know where the Republican Party is. I'd like to see them focus more on stuff like this, which is, again, one of the biggest scandals in American history and under Joe Biden's watch, as opposed to giving airtime to silly debates with irrelevant people who really don't right. have much to add to the conversation. Right. So, What uh, happened in Maui, excuse me for interrupting, we've got two minutes left, is literally, I saw somebody today who said what happened on 9-11, this is, if you look at the effect on there, there's 100,000 people in Maui, 1% of them are dead and still missing that is a huge impact we lost 2500 or 3000 out of 300 million people we were absolutely devastated still are over it and yet with a thousand people still missing people's children burnt like uh, burnt to a crisp while alive uh he's getting a complete pass he's making jokes he, he should be persona non grata anywhere in this country right now. I want people to remember this moment very much, especially on Election Day, because this is the person that's in power. There is no reason on God's green earth. There never was a reason to vote for Joe Biden. But I just want people to take stock of this moment and realize he's not this empathetic, small-town Pennsylvania Scranton Joe. Like, people think, oh, he's just a loving grandfather who's trying his best. Well, number one, no, the road creep. to hell is paved with good intentions. And number two, I don't even think that he has good no. intentions at all. I think that he cares about him yeah. and his bottom line, which is why he'll lie about Hunter. He won't go to Ohio. He won't. No comment for Maui. I don't think that he cares about the no, American people. Clear. He cares about the Biden family. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all he cares about. And there's something wrong psychologically with people that are that that would vote for Joe Biden, that are defending Joe Biden and happy that President Trump, who never took a dime when he was president, risked his entire life to try to do something to save this country, that he is being persecuted by our government. And by the way, Trump was in East Palestine, Ohio, handing out water and mm-hmm. food when Norfolk Southern's CEO was skipping out on a local town hall two weeks later because he didn't care about the victims of East Palestine, Ohio. He doesn't care about middle America. He cares about publishing new strategies for investing like ESG and DEI hiring mm-hmm. practices. And it's the same thing with Joe Biden. He's going to lecture you about why climate change is important, blah, blah, blah. But then when the actual environment burns alive mm-hmm. and kills people... He has nothing to say. Absolutely. It's absolutely cowardice, and it's treasonous. Well, guys, can you tell why I asked Riley to fill in for me tomorrow night and Friday? You going to have some fun? <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Yeah, you're going to have some good guests? Oh, you better believe it. All right, you guys, and you guys better call in. You better listen. You better support Riley. Call in, and he will also, maybe he'll also give you his email number so you can email him with topics or guests. Our 24-hour hotline is 844-814-5227. So uh, give a call. Give some uh, topic suggestions for Riley. And we'll be back for hour two. Stay tuned. Three.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.